Good morning, Playbookers. I'm Kara Tabor. It's Thursday and the first day of September. Today, Alaska rejects Sarah Palin while Mississippi confronts a water crisis. This is your Politico Playbook Daily Briefing. There's been a shocker in Alaska as Democrat Mary Peltola won Alaska's special election on Wednesday, making her, quote, the first Alaska native in Congress, the Anchorage Daily News' Iris Samuels reports. Peltola is also the first person elected via the state's new ranked-choice voting system. Quote, Peltola topped Republican former Governor Sarah Palin after ballots were tallied and after votes for third-place GOP candidate Nick Begich III were redistributed to his supporters' second choices. Peltola, a Yupik former state lawmaker who calls Bethel home, is now slated to be the first woman to hold Alaska's lone U.S. House seat, unquote. Peltola, Palin, and Begich will face off again in November for a full term. While Washington chews on headlines about President Joe Biden's pre-midterm road blitz and former President Donald Trump's legal jeopardy, an American city of more than 150,000 people is struggling to deliver clean drinking water to its residents. There's no clear end in sight to the crisis in Jackson, Mississippi, which was sparked by record rainfall that flooded the Pearl River, but is rooted in much more persistent issues of public disinvestment, political neglect, and racial inequity. As with Hurricanes Katrina and Harvey, as well as the water crisis in Flint, Michigan, majority Black communities are left bearing the brunt of the dysfunction, not just during a crisis, but for years before and after. On Wednesday, Biden called Jackson Mayor Shokwe Antar Lumumba and offered help just hours after declaring a federal emergency, allowing agencies to surge resources into the stricken city. Arhena Northey reports that officials have, quote, pinned Jackson's current water woes on a combination of flooding, shifting chemistry, long-standing infrastructure problems, and staffing shortages. But they offered few details on when conditions would improve, unquote. Even before the flooding, the city was already under a boil water notice after the state health department found issues in one of the city's water treatment plants. And as Hannah puts it, quote, Jackson's water system has repeatedly landed on the federal government's radar, from fault-finding inspections to consent decrees, and as a focus of the Biden administration's environmental justice push. The situation has been compounded by apparent tensions between Lumumba, a Black Democrat, and the Mississippi state government headed by Governor Tate Reeves, a white Republican. Each has held separate news conferences throughout the crisis. Jackson City Council President told CNN on Wednesday night that he wasn't sure the two men had directly spoken. On the campaign trail, a spat erupted between Representative Michael Guest, a white Republican who represents part of Jackson, and his Black Democratic challenger, Shawaski Young, who noted on Twitter that Guest voted last year against the bipartisan infrastructure bill that included $55 billion for water systems. Guest, in turn, placed the blame squarely at the feet of local leaders, calling the crisis, quote, another in a long list of issues that is a result of an ongoing stalemate at City Hall, unquote. Dr. Robert Bullard, a professor at Texas Southern University who is often called the father of environmental justice, told Playbook that the crisis is an example of how climate change and years of disinvestment in majority Black communities can turn a bad situation into a disaster. Quote, 
That path of neglect oftentimes follows a pattern that emanates from racial redlining and a funding pattern that's equivalent to apartheid. You have biased planning, biased policies, biased funding that will result in a disparate impact on populations that have contributed least to the climate crisis." Unquote. The Biden administration is viewing the Jackson crisis as an opportunity to promote what it has already done, including the infrastructure bill, the climate funding in the recent Inflation Reduction Act, and the White House's Justice 40 initiative, which aims to funnel at least 40% of certain federal investments into disadvantaged communities. Eric Simmons, the mayor of Greenville, Mississippi, another majority black city with significant infrastructure challenges, said the federal commitments stand to make a difference. Quote, I think what you see in Jackson is going to occur across the country, but there is hope, unquote. Here's what's up in Washington today, starting with the White House. At 9 a.m., the president will receive the president's daily brief. At 5.50 p.m., Biden and First Lady Jill Biden will depart the White House en route to Philadelphia, where they are scheduled to arrive at 6.50 p.m. At 8 p.m., the president will deliver a primetime address. And at 9.25 p.m., the Bidens will depart Philadelphia to return to the White House, where they are scheduled to arrive at 10.30 p.m. As for Vice President Kamala Harris's Thursday, at 11.40 a.m., the Vice President will depart D.C. en route to Durham, North Carolina, where at 2 p.m., Harris will tour the Durham Center for Senior Life, where she will deliver remarks on the IRA at 2.50 p.m. At 6.05 p.m., Harris will deliver remarks at a finance event at a private residence. And at 7.20 p.m., Harris will depart Durham to return to D.C. Press Secretary Karine Jean-Pierre will brief at 2 p.m. The House and the Senate are out. For more news on what's breaking in D.C. right now, subscribe to the Playbook newsletter. That's at politico.com playbook. Our music is composed by the mysterious Breakmaster Cylinder. I'm Kara Tabor. We'll see you first thing tomorrow morning. <laughs>